Aren't you tired of talking heads just talking? Black Gamut Entertainment is vowing to change the industry. We podcast with a purpose and our shows have goals. If you want to help make a change, then come join the Black Gamut family. Together, we make a difference. This show has been like Smallville was that show for me and this is that show for me. And it's just like, and you know what? For some reason, the recording button did not hit. <laughs> oh, man. i tell you what. This is what we're going to do. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to Blurred's Eye View. I'm your host, Chris G. Blurred's Eye View is a podcast show that covers everything in geek pop culture and everything in between. And with me is my co-host for the second time. <laughs> Welcome Darius to DCJ. podcast and radio. This is right. what we call the great white buffalo. We've right. done this before. Right, right. This is Hot Tub Time Machine 3. For those who don't know, we had a little bit of a mishap, like maybe five minutes into the show, and realized we weren't recording. So it's a good thing that we caught it soon when we did. And I'm able to get that together now. So here we go. <laughs> uh, with us, we have a guest host or a guest uh, guest star today. Uh, since our main topic today is family affair, and so I brought someone in from my own family who was my Uncle Wayne Hill. How you doing, Uncle Wayne? I'm doing good. All right. So uh, we'll talk. We were talking about Agents of Shield and how Chloe Bennett has expressed interest in continuing playing the role of. Uh, Daisy Johnson, a.k.a. Quake, in the further on into the MCU. And Darius was expressing himself in the most poignant and emotional way. Don't worry, <laughs> I can bring it back. Because oh, please, again, bring it back. Okay, so here's the thing, people. I've watched this show since it started. Um, I mean, hell, next to my family, this was my great family. I mean, I've watched, like I said, I watched this show from Coulson's death in The Avengers to Coulson coming back from Tahiti, to Coulson dying again and again and again, and so on and so forth into existence. But you guys get it. Um, Fitz and Simmons finally get together, and after six seasons, that was beautiful. Even though their wedding was, you know, they went through so much them two for love. That is a true love story. That is relationship goals. Hey, when, you, um, when, when your when your future husband to be is in a vault at the bottom of the ocean or lake yeah. or whatever that was, and frozen, and frozen. It, and they, they were in space. You you better love him. <laughs> uh, let's see. Simmons got sent through the monolith. Yeah, and was out there fighting the Wraith. Like there's the these two have been so 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 much, and to see if it ends without them ending together, I might shoot my TV. I might. I, I, I honestly, I honestly thought that last episode, this this past episode, I'm like, this cannot be the final episode there's no way you're gonna tell me this is the final episode and there are flashbacks and that's how you like no that's yeah i knew that right. wasn't the end but the flashbacks killed it and then when he was like deke said you know did they get the information about fitz and she said who was fitz yeah like, she oh, said, oh stuff. he screwed, he screwed around is... in her brain no, and made God, her forget please, no, well she no, said if you push no, too far he's going no. to disappear yeah he's gonna go deeper yeah, and he went so deep that he don't even know who she is. Yeah. So, but yeah, this show to me it's it's bittersweet. It's you know some people watch a show and that's just it. To me, I invested into the show because the storylines were captivating, and almost every time they were about to be canceled, I stood on top of four tables to try to get oh. to keep the show going. Yeah. <laughs> Although I lost this battle, I'm sure we'll see them in some iteration. Um, you know, later in the MCU, at least I hope. But. Yeah, I, would, I would love to see them in another, you know. Well, there's talks. I would love like, to see any of these characters, you know. Well, there's talks on. of Daisy, um, like from Marvel. They were talking about doing like bringing her in either on like Disney Plus is like Quake, but keeping her as Quake if they ever yeah. did something with Quake. Um, of course, Colson is Colson. I mean, if they replace him, you might as well just finish. Look, they it. just need to finish his story. I like, you know, he, they never, they now. never really finish his story as far as the mcu is concerned they no because he really, died and then yeah, that was it yeah they and they didn't know he was out there dying and coming back and dying and coming back you know with over all that they're going again. through but i would love for them to you know kind of revisit that 
And I would just love for them to keep the show going, but that's yeah. just me. But and didn't like that <laughs> that that ominous message of this being their last mission together as a team. You know, and somebody's my mind dying. starts racing. Yeah, somebody's gonna die, obviously. And then my mind's racing. I'm like, well, wouldn't it be cool if Sam Jackson's Nick Fury showed up again and, and says, "I need to bring a couple of you in as my secret warriors," which I wish, but th- you gotta remember nice. he's still out in space. Yeah, unless he's come back, because you know, last time we saw him was what Captain Marvel out in space. Yep. yep. So I don't know. All I know is I'm not happy. <laughs> There's it's going to be worse. It's going to be worse come Wednesday. Ah, <laughs> uh, and it's two hours. They had to make it two hours. Like you couldn't just end my suffering quickly with like a half hour. Here's what happens and move no, on. No, because then we'd be running around pissed. <laughs> All right. No, I wouldn't be because I'm going to be pissed that you give me two hours to spend with them and that's not enough time. <laughs> like I like seriously between this and Smallville, I'm I'm the two shows that from beginning to end I've watched religiously. I mean every episode as it come out, no reruns, no tapes, first run, that's it. Oh, Not it just didn't feel right, man. So in other news, the world's greatest comedy is being remade as an animated samurai movie about cats and dogs. Do you know what the world's greatest comedy movie is? No, but I'm sure you're going to tell us. All right. <laughs> Blazing <laughs> Saddles. Blazing Saddles starring uh, Cleavon Little and uh, uh, Gene Wilder is actually being remade as an animated samurai movie about cats and dogs. I don't know how I feel about that, but it's called Blazing Samurai. Uh the why story can't follow- they just leave stuff alone? I don't know. That's what I want to know. Why Why they can't leave stuff alone? Now, that is a classic. Thank you. Like, that is untouchable. Like, it's, it, it's, if you're going to touch it, why make it God darn cats and dog samurais? Like, are you just that bored? You're like, you know what? Hey, what do we do? Guy looks at his cat, looks at his dog. Samurai cats and dogs. Where are we going to do it? Blazing saddles. Let's go. And somebody actually greenlit this crap. Like, that is a good idea. That's horrible. That's a horrible. I don't know what kind of mushrooms you was taking, but I'm on board. I want some. Let's go. Right. That is possibly like like you said, Uncle Wayne. That is it is. It's a class. It's such a classic that not only do I watch it all the time it's on, I bought the Blu ray. Mm -hmm. And I quote that movie heavily. (laughs) (laughs) So he came out in seventy six, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, it came out the year I was born. Uh, in the military, so I went to the theater to see it, and I never laughed so hard in my life. Yeah, it was just, it was just funny. It's, and it's every a, time it come on TV, I'm like you, I catch it. Yeah, I it's a film that by today's standards could not be made. <laughs> <laughs> they, I don't think they could pull it off if they decided to make that type of film. In, to, in today's world, I don't, I don't know, but Mill Brooks was a, not only is he probably one of the funniest uh, uh, people out there, but he learned. It's almost he has. Uh, if you, if you watch Family Guy, it has that same kind of tone and, and funny. You know, it just pokes fun at everybody. How can you be offended if everybody's being made fun of? You know, and that's what Blazing Saddles was. You know, I found it very endearing that you know, yeah. yeah yeah, we we have some Indians in here that talk Jewish. Uh, we, <laughs> you know, we have we have the we have the the Latino gang bikers. Even though it's taking place in the old west, they still somehow have motorcycle handlebars with no horse or whatever. Uh, uh, and and the one that got me was a uh, um, Mongo. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love when they're talking about going back. Uh, they got to pay the toll, and yep. me and me and my brother would always sit back and like, why don't they just walk around the gate? Just like, <laughs> there's nothing there. Somebody's got to go back so, and get know, a shit. He was like, somebody's got to go back and get some dimes. And just walk around the gate. <laughs> it, that movie's hilarious. You know, for those who've never seen it, I advise you hard, highly, highly, highly check out Blazing Saddles. It's very hilarious. But the remake or the animated version that they're looking on, I don't know how they're going to pull this off, but the story follows a dog named Hank who dreams of becoming a samurai. When he becomes in charge of protecting Kakamucho, he learns that the town is populated entirely by cats. I don't see how 
any of that relates to Blazing Saddles. None of that makes sense. No, with the exception of him uh, being in charge to protect the town. That's the only piece <laughs> that links anything to Blazing Saddles. Everything else that involves Blazing Saddles, like, you can't tell me that after this is all over, they're going to have a pie fight that goes offset and <laughs> into other movie sets. I don't see that happening, you know. No. I I, it, that's <laughs> not a good move, but, you know, whatever. If it's to bring kids in, who knows? I think it's just going to go straight to that. It should go straight to the trash can. I think it's going to go straight to the trash can, but that's just me. <laughs> I mean, more... Again, why are we rebooting stuff that doesn't need rebooting? It doesn't need, it doesn't need rebooting. I mean, throughout the ages of time, we have rebooted everything under the sun more than once. Spider-Man has gotten three different cuts. <laughs> now, I'm happy with Tom Holland, but the other ones really didn't suck that bad. No, they didn't. They did not. Except for Jamie Foxx, I'm sorry. And, and, and yeah, that to- whole bad. It was actually, just the wig. That uh, actually, me. I take that back. I could deal with him. It was Topher Grace's venom. I couldn't. I couldn't swallow that. Oh, one. let's not go there because that was the. He had fingernails. What venom has fingernails? It like brown just, fingernails. He didn't strike me the least bit. He didn't scare me at all. Topher exactly. Grace is like the least. Yeah. Venomous person I've ever thought of in my life. When I thought of Venom, he damn sure wasn't it when I was doing five right. doing casting. Tom Hardy was Tom great. Hardy. Yeah, Tom Hardy was great. I like Tom Hardy. But this Hardy's dude version. was um, that 70s show. Like, you're Eric Foreman. You don't <laughs> strike fear in the hearts of no one. Dumbass. Like, your bird chest is not scared I'm going to put that clip in there, person. too. I'm going to put that in there. Damn, fool. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm going to put that sound clip in. Uh, in Justice League news, Zack Snyder releases a new image of Steppenwolf. Scary. And it looks good. Why, oh, why did we not get this previous cut before? I'll, I'll never know. From what I have seen... And I'm pretty sure many of you out there have seen it on the internet. The, the certain visions of Dark Side. Uh, you've seen more of Green Lantern. You've seen, okay. you've seen more a lot. Yeah, you've seen a lot of Steppenwolf. You've seen a lot more of everything. And honestly, I'm very much ready for the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. You know, the original version. I don't think it's not his version. It's not his version. Not and, at all. You know, no disrespect to Joss Whedon because I love his work. But this is one of those tropes where I don't agree with you taking a director and making him leave halfway through his tenure of a film. It changes the tone. Now, I know that I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he had a vision. I know that he had a son and his son had committed suicide. But at the same time. The studio was looking to let him go anyway, so it was kind of a coincidence that it happened. And, you know, personally, he probably would have left because of his son, you know, passing away. But the fact that you didn't release his cut, you know, it the, the movie suffered behind it. It did. It suffered. But... uh the images that I've seen, the storyboards that that's if they're real, real uh, that have come out were amazing. Uh, even Jason Momoa said there was things that they were shown that never, never made it. You know, and yeah, yeah. DC dropped the ball on this one. They I've did. been a DC fan my whole life. It, it, it was it was this whole Justice League fiasco has left a bad taste in my mouth. It's it's a Warner Brothers deal. It's Warner Brothers. They seem to... Well, they screwed DC because Marvel has done it right since day one. DC was on the right path. And then Superman Returns happened, which on this show is like the Great White Buffalo. We don't really want to talk about it. But (laughs) it happened. So they were on the path to make these movies. And now they're like, this whole Snyder cut, Whedon cut, it's a bad look. It like is. because the weeding cut was trash and it got a lot of bad reviews and nobody likes it, and now everybody's seeing the stuff from this uh, Snyder cut, 
And it's like, this is the movie y'all should have gave us in the first place. Why are y'all um, peddling around with all this nonsense? Right. Like, had you kept it what it should have been and what it was from what we're seeing, you would have made a lot more money. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and other news. Not only are we getting a part four of this film, but we're also getting a part five. And who I'm talking about is John Wick. Killed my dog. Oh, man. John I Wick guess Five. I'm is, back. Oh yeah, John Wick <laughs> Five is officially confirmed on Lionsgate earnings call. He is set to shoot back to back with Chapter Four, which is a smart move because you mm-hmm. look, look, look how long of a gap we're getting right now. I want this. Uh, John Wick, starring Keanu Reeves, is everybody's revenge-getting assassin who kills people with pencils oh, because they so killed his puppy dog. But it was like think about how that started. This whole you got five movies because somebody killed his damn dog. Exactly. <laughs> like how many other franchises can say it all started with a dog? Like imagine that story in a bar. <laughs> Hey, how'd you get here? Uh, they killed his dog. So not, you know, not only that, the not only that, but they took his car. Like I'll yeah, never forget that car. scene. That scene was hilarious in that first one. That scene was hilarious because the, the gangster realizes, yeah, we took this guy's car, and I'm like, do you know uh, whose car that is? You oh yeah, idiot. that was dude's son. Yeah, he's like, you idiot. <laughs> took John Wick's car, and you beat him up, and killed his dog, and almost hey, what they blew up his house too. Yeah. Nope. Oh, they did the fucking quadruple dumbass move. Like you killed his dog. Between that and the cop showing up at the door after he's called, oh, yeah. after he's fought off some assassins, <laughs> that is my favorite part. And he says, uh, he looks to, he looks past him. He sees hey, all John. the dead bodies. He's like, uh, John, yeah, yeah. Working and that's again? that's <laughs> what struck me through this whole movie. It wasn't like, hey, you out here killing people. It's like, oh, hey, uh, looks like you're working again. <laughs> right? Are you are you back? Well, it looks like I'm back. Like, that's just... <laughs> it's amazing. But they're currently preparing scripts for both the, for the next two installments of John Wick, of the John Wick action franchise, with John Wick 4 slated to hit theaters Memorial Day weekend 2022. Oh, God, we got to wait that long? Damn, so that means 2024 for five. Oh, uh, so they're, they hope to shoot both John Wick 4 and 5 back-to-back when, he become, when Keanu Reeves becomes available early next year um look we're all gonna go see this thing so there's no there's no question um the past couple of years have literally been the age of of keanu reeves and as i like to poignantly coin it the keanu sense uh you have john wick one and two and three uh he starred on a netflix comedy film he has uh, starting next week or next month. Well, this month. I'm sorry, this month. Uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music gets released, and not one person has a bad thing to say about Keanu Reeves. He yeah, is possibly one of the he he is the Tom Hanks of another generation. It is. <laughs> He's a, yeah. Like, I, the stories I've heard about this man. Like he was walking barefoot, just handing out like gave a man change one day, and it was like a lot of money, and he does like a lot of charity stuff. This guy is too nice. Yeah. Like I need some dirt on him. I'm sorry. (laughs) I just can't trust a man who hasn't done anything wrong in his past. Like, you know. Yeah, I mean it's. (laughs) Who knows? He could be Jesus. I don't know. (laughs) I, I, I often thought that because Keanu is just too smooth. He's too chill. Like all his movies, like you know, some characters, like some guys play the same character in every movie, and it's like, ah, oh, we're sick of this. Most of his characters are all the same. That late, except for Speed, that was kind of yeah, weird. Yeah, you know, but I don't want to bring up Speed anyway because that was just a weird movie in the first place. <laughs> it's Dennis but, Hopper. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> it's a, it's just the premise of Speed. Just whatever. But not, that's not why we're here, though. <laughs> I just the whole premise of speed while I'm on it. It was just stupid. Because if the bus goes below whatever, it it's going to blow 50? up. Yeah. So you like, I don't know. Above, above I don't know. Why would your bus, bus go above 50? 50? Yeah. What bus you ever seen above 50 ever in life? <laughs> it like, doesn't make sense. And then they just like circling the airport. And it's just. All this Let's face it, that bus would have tipped over a long time ago. Yep, <laughs> like the shocks on that bus the had to be the greatest alone. shocks ever. Like the, that bus had to be animating shocks. Like it just didn't make no sense. 
the amount of force and everything this bus was taking, and, and it didn't nothing happen to it. Right. What you think, Uncle? It was a good flick. I, I liked it. Um, it had Sandra Bullock in it too, didn't it? Yep. Both. Yeah. That was the only good part. That was Saving Grace. Yeah. The saving <laughs> grace I thought the second one was even worse. Oh, yeah. that's not okay. It was worse. Keanu, it, it was worse because Keanu left. He's like, I'm not getting on a boat. You guys want me on a boat? Like, <laughs> I'm surprised the bus worked the first time. Now we're on a boat. That if it goes under twenty knots, this shit's gonna blow up. <laughs> <laughs> like how who comes like who was green again, who was green lighting this stuff? Like what yeah. kind of acid trip are these people taking when they come up with some of these movies? Like and some it's of crazy this- because the person who played that part was Jason Patrick, who played the brother Michael in the Lost Boys. And I'm like, dude, you went from Lost Boys to Sa- this? Saving boats? <laughs> Titanic twenty <laughs> twenty? <laughs> what? <laughs> Back to Keanu Reeves. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, Keanu Reeves, we wish you the best of luck. COVID, go away, please, so we can get our movies back out. Yeah. Um, images of Robert Pattinson in the new Batman outfit actually look promising. Uh, they showed him along with uh, Zoe Kravitz, who's playing Catwoman in this film. And I got to say, color me intrigued, it looks good. Obviously, this film looks like it's going to be more of a year one type of scenario. Uh, I don't know. I mean, aesthetically, it looks great. Robert Pattinson is a really good actor, uh, despite the god-awful Twilight films I don't like to mention, not even on this show. Uh, But he's done a lot of indie films. And he's shown that he can act, you know, yeah. so, you know, he's he's not a bad actor. I think it's just, you know, glittery diamonds, glittery diamond vampires yeah, leaves a bad taste in people's mouth. It just does. I just hope that's not the Batman we're getting. Oh, I pray. Because <laughs> if that's one of those situations, Warner Brothers, I will ban you. <laughs> and dear Lord, no bat nipples, because that fiasco is still hunting. <laughs> My nightmares. Ah, uh, George Clooney. I cannot stand George the Clooney. Like the, why was he playing Batman? Yeah, uh, again, yes, that's my gripe. Why is George Clooney, this pretty dude, is not nowhere near Batman? He had a sheltered life. <laughs> I don't want him playing. Val Kilmer was all right. Yeah. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, Val Kilmer was okay. He wasn't. But George was Clooney been... was the worst Batman, hands down. I'm sorry. But he's no Keaton. Oh, hell no. Nobody's Keaton. <laughs> Nobody. He Nobody. Really like him, but. You see, this, I love Michael they, Keaton as Batman. <laughs> they start changing uh, different ones, uh, and I kind of lose interest. Uh, if you start out with somebody, I'd like to see you keep on going with them. And yeah. that was the, that was the plan. But I, yeah. after the second one, after Tim Burton left, and they wanted to do another one, they they hired uh, not Michael Bay. Ooh, thank God it wasn't Michael. Bay. Oh God, um, I don't want Joe Ninja Turtle Transformer Batman. Yeah, it was Joe Schumacher, you know, rest in peace, Joe Schumacher. But it was Joe Schumacher who took over, and he is the reason we got all the bright, vibrant colors and and the bad nipples, which was absolutely unneeded. Atrocious. It was, and, and it was butt shots. Redundant. Yeah, like, what? Yeah. That was like a bat porno. Like, why was we seeing nipples and ass in a Batman flick? Yeah, that that was. Like, un- I see more bad ass in that movie than I want to see. <laughs> it's like, a lot of ass in that movie, like man. It was more than it was more than I needed. More than to see. enough. Even when I try to rewatch it, it's I can't. It's 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 hard to stomach. The rewatch value of that movie is just. Yeah. However, however, the saving grace is Arnold Schwarzenegger as as Mister Freeze. Uh, only because that shows how bad that movie is because Arnold yeah, Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Broke in English <laughs> I miss that freeze although <laughs> although his whole his whole reasoning for uh uh stealing the diamonds and to freeze everything over and you know name made no sense and it, it reminds me of a meme that I've seen and it says uh Mr. Freeze does a lot of robberies for diamonds so he can fund the research to save his wife that's in cryogenic sleep. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne is a billionaire, correct? True. Mm-hmm. 
why wouldn't he help the doctor fund the research to save his wife? Yeah, because technically, Mr. Freeze wasn't a true criminal. Yeah, he's more like a Robin Hood. Yeah, he was like, look, ice. I just he's like, I don't have a way to. I'm like, I'm trying to save my wife. The disease that has her in in sleep is the same disease that's affecting me, mm-hmm. and it's a reason why. Like, so I'm trying to find the cure, and no one will give me the money. So, <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Batman is tearing ass me, around Gotham and tearing up everything and paying for it. Let me say something here. Um, um, Mr. Freeze, you said, like you said, Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. If I needed, if I wanted to pick a Mr. Freeze, it would have been Dolph Lunger. Yeah, we would have been. You know, not um, yeah, it's I, not a bad pick. It's just Arnold's English that just yeah, I can't. Get not only is it not a bad head. pick, but in real life, Donald Dolph Lundgren has a chemical engineering degree. Yeah. See, so he wouldn't There's a funny story behind words. that too. There's a funny story behind him. There's a very funny story behind him. See, he doesn't Dolph strike Lundgren. me as a chemical engineer. That's but... the point. This is the funny story. See, check this out. We're gonna we're gonna veer off a little bit. Here's the funny yeah, story about Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren, uh where he's Swedish, am I correct? I think he's I believe so, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, in that country, you know, you serve your time in the military and he's like he's like he was in the in that military. He was in the Swedish version of the Navy SEALs. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but so you know, badass already. Now yeah. the Swiss misses. Yeah, the, <laughs> the Swiss. <laughs> so he's away, and he's probably away shooting a film or something. And some people rob his house. Now his wife was home. Mm-hmm. His kids were not, but his wife was home alone, and they tie her up. They ransack the house. They're going around. They're going around, and then they come across the family photo of Dolph. Get that ass out of there, quick! And they <laughs> looked at him. They pretty much was like, "Ah, uh, please don't tell them we did this. We we didn't take anything." And they untied the wife and left. Oh <laughs> hell yeah, you haul ass. That's like walking in Mike Tyson's house, stealing yep. some stuff. And be like. Oh yeah, whose house is this? Oh shit, that's Mike. Oh, okay. I'm not messing with that. Unpack everything y'all got out them bags. Y'all put Mr. Tyson shit down now, y'all. And who put it back here, right y'all. where you found it. But and see, dust it off Mike, while you at it. See, with Mike, he gonna find you. Right, and that's, that's even worse. Exactly. Even after, even after you put it back, he'll he'll, he'll find, find you. you. Yeah. So maybe they got off easy. Yeah, so, and and it was funny because you know uh, he also knows some, some martial arts, you know, and. Mm-hmm. Let's face it, it's Dolph Lundgren. It's Ivan Drago. <laughs> Just the name of him. He, he's, he's like, he's their version of Chuck Norris. Oh, man, I've seen so many yeah. Chuck Norris memes. <clears throat> so Chuck that, that, Norris that, got the coronavirus, and the coronavirus ran off scared. Right, or what was it? He uh-huh. died? No, he, he came no, back what, twice. He, yeah, he, Chuck Norris catches COVID-19. He dies, but then he comes back and kills COVID-19 or something. It was something yeah. crazy. Oh, man, there's so many Chuck Norris memes. I, I just, I lost count, but they're all funny. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's another movie, Ozark star Jason Bateman is once again stepping behind the camera for Superworld, an adaptation for Gus Krieger's novel, focusing on the only man on Earth without superpowers. Hmm. What? Uh, <laughs> he might be stepping behind the camera, but for some reason, I could see Jason Bateman being, being in the, the front of the Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He strikes me as a man without problems. He's, yeah, right. You know, I don't know he, what it is about him. He plays he just, this straight guy role very, very well. Um, yeah. Not in Ozark. Well, no, yeah, not on Ozark. Exactly. You know, uh, he plays that. He plays that role pretty well. So I can actually see him trying to explain his way out of stuff, as he generally does, or trying to analyze everything he does. Mm-hmm. That would be fun to see. Um, described as having a tone similar <laughs> to Pixar's The Incredibles. Mark Perez is pinning this screenplay. Uh, previously worked with, and he's previ- previously worked with Bateman on Game Night. Now that's a funny movie. That is a funny. That's movie. a hilarious movie, especially when you find out the Denzel Washington angle. That was hilarious. Uh, while Bateman is perhaps best known for his acting career, receiving an Emmy nomination for outstanding lead actor in the drama series for Ozark. He made a name for himself behind the camera as well, and recently worked with Perez on an untitled comedy coming to Netflix, which will star, which would star Suicide Squad actor John Cena. 
given everything that's going on right now, it will probably be a God while before we get to it. yeah. They're, they're doing that remake of Suicide Squad and John. Oh, the okay, new one. Okay, yeah, I'm about to say where the other one. Oh, you can't see me. We never saw him. That's why. That's, that's right. That's why. Oh, okay. <laughs> Guess we really couldn't see him. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know he was in the movie. Uh, yeah, they didn't even put him in the credits. He was so that good. Is not be interesting. <laughs> so, um, also we got a new trailer for Wonder Woman 1984. This one looks a little more uh, action intensive, but still waiting for the release. Uh, there are teases of Kirsten Wig, who's playing. She the looks cheetah, good cheetah. as Chitar. Yeah, cheetah. cheetah. Yeah, yeah. It's, Where's Chitar? Oh, that's uh, Thundercats. Thundercats. Yeah. Same person, uh, just different attitudes. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh uh, wow. There is so much that's going on in the news world. So I, I advise everybody, you know, check out our Facebook page, uh, Blurred's Eye View, and you know, find out. And also, one more little piece of news before we go to break. Uh, Knight Rider is getting a big screen adaptation or a big screen reboot by Spyglass Media and James Wan. Uh, James I Wan, I believe he did direct Fast and the Furious, well, at least one of the Fast one and the Furious. One of them. I think it was Tokyo Drift. Okay, so I believe if 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 it's, it's if it stands to question, if it means anything, I think that'll it'll focus a lot more on the car. <laughs> yeah, because we I don't know, not many people cared about Michael Knight, they cared more about the car Kit was the star, That was Michael it. Knight was just like the, I don't know, he was sidekick Right, right yep. So, well before we, well <clears throat> we'll be going to break shortly uh, when we return we'll have a little, a little segment that I created called On This Day in Pop Culture History right after this message and we are back blurred's eye view how's it going everybody or how's everybody's day oh oh us okay i thought you were the people this is about the people um my day was all right man you know just driving around you know delivering medical equipment and that stuff fun stuff so as we know we we've, we've started a new segment and it's called on this day in pop culture history and today is August 8th, so did you know what happened on August 8th? No, but I know you're going to tell us. All right. You know what? I love that tagline. I we never know, that but I know you're going to tell us. That's why I just say so, that. <laughs> this is the segment we have called On This Day in Pop Culture History. On This Day in Pop Culture History. And on this day in pop culture history, in 1961, Fantastic Four number one premiered by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. It rocketed into existence like a ship carrying four adventurers bombarded by cosmic rays. The issue features the first appearance of the Fantastic Four and the Mole Man and sparked the birth of the Marvel Age of Comics and truly changed the landscape of pop culture. In 1963... The Amazing Spider-Man number six by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko introduces the lizard. That Molecule Man was one of the most powerful and bullied characters in the universe, and he debuts, debuts in Fantastic Four number 20 by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Over in Tales of Suspense number 47, Stan Lee and Steve Ditko introduce Iron Man's newest foe, the mysterious Melter. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> In 1968, The Vision, one of the longest tenured and most important members of the Avengers, the synthesoid Vision made his first appearance in Avengers number 57 by Roy Thomas and John Buscema, created by Ultron and sent to kill the Avengers. Vision turns on his maker and helps defeat the malevolent droid. And here's the fun fact for issue 58. It contains the story, Even an Android Can, tr can Cry, and it's one of Lorraine's all-time favorites, whoever Lorraine is. <laughs> Lorraine, shout out to you. Right on. So that is what happened on this day in <laughs> pop culture history, at least in the comic world. Nothing like last week where you had Howard the Duck. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, how we had Howard the Duck signing, and that's always amazing because he was in Cleveland slapping skins with uh, Rhea. What was the name? Oh, you was gonna say Rhea Perlman? <laughs> Almost. I don't know why. Man, Rhea that's Perlman. a totally different movie. <laughs> totally. That's a weird. Sorry, Rhea Perlman, uh, Danny DeVito. I didn't mean to make your wife in. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna move on. All right. <laughs> we don't want to dig that old. <laughs> we'll right so, along now. Uh, today, right. So today's topic, today's topic is, which is touching because I mentioned the Fantastic Four and today's topic is about family affair, which is why I have my uncle on. Uh, Him and my other uncle, Stuart, are pretty much the reasons that I am the comic book head that I am today. Uh, this This particular subject will touch on the different families that's in comic book lore. You know, so you have, as I mentioned... The Fantastic Four. You have uh, Wolverine, who has his son, Deken, and I guess you can say surrogate daughter in X-23. You have uh, the X-Men, which is considered a family in itself. And within that family is the infamous bloodline that Mr. Sinister always loves playing with is Scott Summers and Jean Grey, or Madeline Pryor, depending on which timeline you're screwing with. So we will start. Yeah, yeah. So we'll start. <laughs> we'll start with the Fantastic Four. As you see, they was created in 1961, and it started the titular characters of Reed Richards, Susan Storm, Franklin Storm, or Johnny Storm. I'm sorry, Johnny Storm, and Ben Grimm. Uh, ben and Reed were best friends. Ben was his pilot. Sue was the girl that. Reed was dating, and Johnny was the little brother of Sue. Mm-hmm. And they all have a slight mishap on a private spaceship going to space. Uh, they were bombarded with cosmic rays. Upon returning to Earth, they end up with these fantastical powers. Now, for those who think I'm reading off a cue card, I'm not. I'm literally doing that from memory. <laughs> so, well, that. <laughs> that is literally what happened. That is generally, yeah, that is really what happened. Um, they have seen many things over the decades. Uh, Reed and Sue even broke up. They never divorced, but they did break up uh, during Civil War. Uh, ben is currently married now to uh, Alicia Masters, who is the daughter of the puppet master. Johnny seems to not know how to settle down, and when he does, is always the wrong girl. Uh, his first wife turned out to be a scroll his second wife is one of the inhumans and let's just face it johnny shouldn't get married anymore uh johnny like the girls he, he just should not be married anymore he should just leave that alone uh what, who do you have on the on the mark for those uh wait what was the question uh who do you have like for your like families oh i'm gonna go with the thanos family Mm. That was always an interest. I know they're, you know, villains, but, you know. Family's family. Family's family. You had Thanos, Gamora, Nebula. And you, I didn't even know Thanos had a brother. Nobody knows the brother. Eros. Uh, he was yeah. Star Fox. Yeah, yep, Eros. He was Star an Fox. Avenger. Exactly, exactly. You learned so exactly. much when Thanos is not being an asshole. Like, <laughs> he actually had family. To think, that, the, to think that his father <laughs> wanted to kill him because he had a deviant gene and his yeah. body, you know, hence the black eyes. He had she had black eyes. Imagine eyes, that today. Doll's eyes that stare into your soul. <laughs> A mad Titan with the black eyes. But uh no, I mean that that family, and then you had his Ah, oh, and I can never remember their names. Who are uh, the the they're not the Eternals, but No, they're uh what do you call them? They're all in the Avengers, and I can't remember their names. Yeah. Yeah. Uh who do you have, Uncle Wayne? Uh-huh. Who do you have? I'm here. Who do you have? Who do I have? Yeah. Well, nephew, um, all oh, this is new to me. Um, <laughs> starting out with uh, um, the Fantastic Four, when when we read up on them, um, it was just Fantastic Four. They didn't have families back then. Uh-huh. In different uh comic books, uh, um, Batman and um. Spider-Man and different ones, you know, we old. Yeah. So 
we <laughs> we got to see stuff firsthand, but you know, after a period of time, we got away from it. Uh, and so, listening to y'all, all these superheroes got different mamas and kids, and um, in a different time period. Uh, I think he was telling me about uh, something called six one six. Yeah, that's all of the, this is new yeah, to me. Yeah, the the main universe of the Marvel universe. Yeah, yeah. And so when I watch it on TV, uh, like uh, when I go to the movie and watch um, uh, Fantastic Four or X Men, um, I'm so sorry, Fantastic so Four. Sorry. They <laughs> they um, they've kept uh, the movie uh, just like in the comic book. Mm-hmm. Uh, how they uh, became, how they got their superpowers. Um, when we started reading from the beginning, we knew how certain ones, like Spider-Man got bit, um, uh, Hulk, we knew how he got his powers, and that that was about it. Um, so everything today is just new. Um, all these different people, right. uh, Jean Grey, his bloodline, and Bruce Wayne, and Robin, you know everything is is this is all new so you mentioned you mentioned Bruce Wayne and Robin mm-hmm. uh, Robin they have a very yeah, Robin <laughs> they have a very he has a very interesting uh family dynamic and I say that's mm-hmm. because there's been more than one Robin there was always Dick Grayson Jason Todd Tim Drake uh Carrie Kelly in the future and now Damian Wayne. And if you didn't know that, Damian Wayne is oh, and Terry McGinnis. But Terry McGinnis does not count as Robin. Terry McGinnis is actually a Batman. So So He's Dick Grayson lie. was the first of the Robins and he was his he adopted he him. He Robin? took him in. Yeah. Okay. He, he uh he he took he took Dick in. Boy, that sounded wrong. Uh <laughs> Welcome to the show, folks. <laughs> We're here all night. Um, he had black eyes and he looked at you. <laughs> no, sorry, go ahead, Robin. But uh, he, young, he, young he, Dick in. All right, he took him in. He adopted him. He adopted Dick. <laughs> it's, there's, no, there's a Robin in the Richard, house. <laughs> Richard Grayson. Richard yeah, Grayson. Richard. We're gonna Richard. we're gonna call him Richard. He adopted young Richard after the after the death of his family because Richard Grayson was. Dick Grayson was an acrobat. He was born in an acrobat family. He was raised in the the Flying Graces. He was, you know, born in the circus. So that made him pretty much the perfect fit to be Batman's first Robin. After adopting Richard, uh, or after adopting Dick, uh, we can clear it out now. (laughs) And so, you know, he became older and he became, he wanted to go on his own. So he became Nightwing. Uh, Next up to bat was Jason Todd, whom... Didn't fare so well. Did not fare well at all. Jason Todd, let's put it like this. If you have kids out there, if anyone's out there listening, and you have at least two children, I guarantee you one of those two are the bad ones. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. One of them them is going to be way different than the other one. Like, you know, it doesn't matter what you do. Uh, And that was Jason Todd. Jason Todd was pretty much a kid on the streets and he discovered Bruce Wayne's identity by basically trying to steal the hubcaps off the Batmobile. Uh, he stumbles across the Batcave, discovers the secret and he's very brash and very headstrong. Doesn't like to listen much, which led (laughs) him into the situation that he was in at that time where Joker pretty much beats him to death with a crowbar. But he didn't beat him all the way. He just beat him halfway. Mm-hmm. And then he blows up the warehouse that he's in, which nobody, people were called in, called in, and voted for his death. Uh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And next up was Tim Drake. Tim Drake was extremely intelligent. He was extremely smart. Uh, he came from a single parent home. And he's more of the tech technical genius. And he, once he became older, he left off and became Red Robin. Carrie Kelly was the Robin that, from the future, when Bruce Wayne comes out of retirement to face off a against a mind-controlled Superman. He was much older, much more gruff. And Carrie Kelly is... 
just not really considered part of the family, just another Robin. But then comes Damian Wayne. Damian Wayne is the progeny of Bruce Wayne and Talia Al Ghul, which is the daughter of Raish Al Ghul. And yes, it's pronounced Raish, not Raz. Uh, or it depends. It depends on what side of the fence you're in. Doesn't matter. That's another show. Uh, yeah, it was always Raj Al Ghul. Yeah. Know. It's, it's, it depends on, you know, if it's semantics. Anime, yeah, semantics, <laughs> right. So uh, he did not realize that Talia was pregnant. As a matter of fact, Damien is more or less, for lack of a better term, a test tube baby. Exactly. Yeah. So he know he had no knowledge of him. And since his birth, Talia and Ross, Rage, whatever, who runs the League of Shadows, trained Damien from the time that he could walk to be an assassin. And then by the time he's what, like maybe eight years old, Talia Agu does the ultimate baby mama move. And drops him on Bruce's doorstep and says, "Here's Imagine your son." Those papers, right? Like, here's your son. He's yours to raise now. Deal with him. He keeps asking about who his father is, and that's that. And Bruce is stunned, obviously, and 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 so he raises him. But he has to retrain Damien to not be a killer, and it's worked. Oh. It took some time, but it's worked. Um, and he's and you, and you thought Jason Todd was brash, Damien, who's now probably around the age of ten or eleven, thinks cocky. of himself. Yeah, he's very cocky. You know, he's like, I'm the real son of Batman. If anything happens, I'll be the one to take the mantle next. And oh, blah, I blah, loved blah. him in Harley Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that oh my was god, hilarious. She's my she, she's my nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> that he wanted show, it so I bad. Him. Oh, he might. He God, wanted all the smoke, wanted, <laughs> but couldn't handle it. <laughs> he couldn't. He wanted all the smoke, couldn't handle it. He but, wiped uh, his nose. I'm Batman's son, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> but it, it left the question. A lot of stuff. Uh, and he's currently running around. He's running the Titan, the Teen Titans, right Teen now. Titans, actually, yeah. so. Um, then you have Superman and Lois, who has a son named Jonathan Kent named mm -hmm. after his earth father um, and Damien and Jonathan are the best of friends and they both act just like their fathers which is quite hilarious because to see that dynamic between Bruce and Clark where Clark one's, kids. yeah and you know they're just like you know you know every time Batman's around you know his chest got to poke out that much more <laughs> like and uh superman is more like you don't have to do that and it's it's funny because see now you see the whole dynamic between damien and jonathan where they have to play that whole you know role it's like it's like they got shrunk down and they're playing off of each other now it's fun uh that's in super sons i believe it is it's called super sons okay but yeah, now I think the most confusing, <laughs> the most confusing family. Well, before I get to that confusing family dynamic, uh, I think the most confusing dynamic. Well, the next is not. It's Wolverine. It's nothing confusing about it. Uh, Wolverine has a son. Yeah, I. I they never mentioned him ever. Mm hmm. Yeah. And it's uh, Japanese. Yes. I didn't think he was ever seeing anybody. Uh, he, he married a woman he, yeah, in he married Japan. A, yeah, he married a woman in Japan. Uh, Yumiko. I <laughs> yeah. Her name they mentioned her in the cartoons. Yeah. The old yeah. 90s cartoons. Mm -hmm. She was mentioned. Yeah. But after that, never mentioned none of the movies. Right. It, they, 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 never touch, they never touch on it in the films. They touch on it in the comics, and this is what happens. Um he's married to Yumiko and she gets killed by I believe it's Silver Samurai yeah and but he didn't realize that she was pregnant now do they ever the the baby survived and I think it was 
either sinister or apocalypse who took the baby and raised it. Dragon. Yeah, Dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a. Uh, which is funny because he has this full-on mohawk, shaved sides, tattoo on one arm. And instead of having three claws like his father, he has two. And he has a mad, mad hate for his father. He's basically saying, uh, oh, you left me to die. And Wolverine is like, D- kid, I don't even know who you are. One, two. If you're saying Yumiko is your mother, I didn't even know she was pregnant. <laughs> It's just a weird dynamic. It, it, it truly is. It's uh, the kin. Well, the superheroes, uh, they have kids and they don't know about it until they drop them on the doorstep. Oh, yeah. That's usually how it works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Until that child support kicks in. <laughs> that child support kicks in. <laughs> it's a major problem after that. Like, imagine being a superhero and being served with child support papers. Like, just. I didn't sign up for this. Batman like, coming through the door. He take off the suit. And, Master Wayne, there's papers for you on the table. <laughs> All right, Alfred. <laughs> All right, Alfred, I'll check that out. Oh, yes, sir. Hurry, do hurry. Tea's on. A child. <laughs> papers. Child support? <laughs> I'm right. Batman. What the hell? Swear to me. I didn't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just I figured that's how it goes. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's somewhere in that, somewhere in that line. Uh, so, and then you got X-23. Yeah, X-23 is basically like the surrogate daughter, like another test tube baby. Like, you know, let's face it. Someone like Wolverine, who's been around as long as he has and dropped as much blood as he has, someone's going to collect it. Sooner or later, he's dropping and, out the... You know, somebody who's knowledgeable enough, and that's just what happened. And there you have X-23. You know, uh... But she acts more like she acts more like Wolverine does than the Ken does. Which, once again, if you have two children out there, people, one of them is not going to be the dream kid you thought it was going to be. <laughs> nope. It's fifty-fifty people. One's bad. One's good. That's a, and that was the Ken in X twenty-three, or Laura as she's known. Laura, that's her name. Yeah. Uh. So this leads to our most confusing uh, family tree. It's a Cyclops and Jean Grey. Now, it's uh, bad yeah. enough that the romance alone is worn out. It's weird. It's even worse when the family tree is just <sighs> so twisted that they just have kids all over the timeline all over the alternate universes. So, we'll start here. You have Cyclops and Jean Grey. You know, they obviously, everyone knows who they are. Their kid is Cable. Now, Cable was taken from them and sent to the future, raised in a war torn world, uh, basically a battle world, so to speak. And when he returns, he's older than his father. Now, Cyclops also thought his own father was dead. And he's actually the lead. He's a space pirate leading the uh, Star Jammers, which when you first see them in the 90s, at least when I did, uh, it was the most god awful, gaudy space pirate costume I've ever seen. Think, think puffy shirts, but puffy shirt and pants and boots. <laughs> Ooh. Really Sounds bad. like a rapper's today. <laughs> <laughs> really bad. Really bad. Uh, and then you have... Actually, no, that's Cyclops and Madeline Pryor, which was actually a clone of Jean Grey. That's their yeah. kid. Um, from that little bloodline comes Tyler Dayspring, who's known as Genesis, and he's actually dead. Cyclops and Jean Grey has two children, actually. Rachel Grey Summers and Nate Grey from a different, from actually from the Age of Apocalypse line. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, timeline. Yeah, Nate Grey is actually, if you know Cable, Cable has that metal arm because he has that virus, that techno-organic yeah. virus put in the system by Apocalypse. So 
if he had if he did not have that virus in the system he would be just as powerful as his mother Jean Grey well stepmother or twin mother or original mother whatever however that works that's yeah. it's so confusing like i said Madeline Pryor and Jean Grey Madeline Pryor was the was the clone of Jean Grey but uh at any rate if he didn't have that virus he would be just as unstoppable as Jean Grey if not stronger that's what Nate Grey is Nate Grey is is uh a younger version he's you know at the time he's introduced he's probably like 16 17 He's from the Age of Apocalypse uh, timeline, and he has no inhibitions. He has nothing holding him back. He is he is an Omega level level mutant. Ooh. Rachel Gray is just like her mother as well. You know, so crazy. But Rachel Gray and Franklin Richards, which is Reed and Sue's uh, Sue Richards' son have a kid and it's Jonathan Richards known as Hyperstorm. Now for those who don't know, Franklin Richards has an ability that allows him to basically form pocket dimensions and form his own worlds. He can pretty much he's like a mini god in so many in so many retrospects, so many aspects. And if you have somebody who can do that and he gets with someone who has the mental capabilities the same as their mother Imagine what that kid can do. That's what. The, that's. I don't even know if that counts as an Omega level mutant because uh, something goes. Well, past what is that. past that? Yeah, <laughs> that alpha. Past that. <laughs> that is that's a scary thought. It is a very scary thought. Um, Black Panther and Storm have. You know, even though it's not in the main story timeline, they actually have several kids. Uh, I think they have. A, they have a son in one, and they actually showed up in. Uh, it showed up in one of the Avengers books, maybe a, a few years back, and he has a combination of his mother and his father's powers, mm. which is actually a cool concept. So, so yeah. Cat lightning. Yeah, yeah. You know, you you got the you got the powers of the Black Panther, but then you can control lightning. You can, mm-hmm. you know, that so is, that's, that's, that's scary. Yeah. yeah. So, so all uh, of this is happening in the comic books. They is it's too much to actually put in. Uh, oh no! Oh no! That's is, never oh, gonna make. Books. That's never gonna see film. Now that now that kid, he did end up in an animated. Uh, what was it? Avengers two. Um, oh, the kid movie. Yeah. yeah, that was actually good. Yeah, yeah. I love that. It was one of the few animated Marvel films that were good. Actually, they weren't. Matter of fact, all the Marvel. Uh, animated films they weren't bad they weren't dc level though exactly they weren't dc level films but uh, that I'll one was actually good because ultron came back and you had an old hawk yeah you had an old uh, betty uh, was still alive uh, iron man was dying he, yeah he was dying yep like yeah. uh cap and black widow had a kid and yeah and their son was every much Captain his father America. yeah he was every <laughs> much, he was every much his father yeah. Let me ask you this. Um, Black Widow and Hulk. Uh, did anything ever come of that? Uh, she seemed uh, to, to, in uh, the movies. Yes. Yeah. They I'm not progressed. sure about the comics. No, not in the comics, but just in the film. Yeah. Was it ever romantically? Was stated? it like no. like was it a completed story? No. 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 Because he didn't stick around after the fight. He, 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 he didn't he stick died. around, and then she dies. Yeah. So it was a, it was a, it was always touched on. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, there is a deleted scene from Infinity and, War. Oh yeah, when they, when uh, they're fighting, you know, everybody's fighting, and they're in Wakanda, and there's a scene where Bruce is telling, you know, like because the Hulk would not come out, mm-hmm. and. He kind of like he's like, all right, buddy, we got to figure this out. Well, after the dust settles from that war, and you know whoever vanishes vanishes, or the, right before anybody vanishes, I take it back because Falcon was still in the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, the intelligent Hulk shows up, and she's getting ready to do that little thing where she calms him down, right? And she's like, "Hey there, big guy," and he's like, "Hey, Nat," you know, and he's just talking to her. And they're just like looking at each other, like, "What the heck just happened?" You know, I would yeah, love I to see that, that scene, but I guess 
you know, Infinity War and Endgame packing in a lot of stuff, you know. <laughs> so, so much. It was five it, hours it, running time. It, total. All together, both, both films. Yeah, total. But, I, but it was worth it. Yeah, I think if anybody that could have got uh, Hulk to come out, she was able to sue him. But I think she would have been able to get him to come out also. If, oh, glad if, oh, oh, yeah. Fire. Yeah, yeah. Smoldering, you throwing like, like smoldering, smoldering ashes. <laughs> I love that scene because Hulk is just like Hulk, Hulk like raising fire. fire. Hulk always mad. Uh, Thor, Thor, we're just a couple of hotheads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're two kindred spirits. <laughs> I, I love what I, I love what they've done with Thor's character in the films because they made him funny. I think. The first two, especially the first one, was super uber serious. Yeah. The second one, not so much. The second one was what? Dark World. Yeah, it was Dark one. World. Oh, that one sucks. It's okay. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna skip over that one. That yeah. one was. It wasn't until ra- it wasn't until Ragnarok. Ragnarok was that really buddy cop film. <laughs> Hulk and Thor just you know devil may care attitudes and. And and for for the record, people that does fit into the family storyline because. That's Hella. another crazy Hella, Loki, Loki and Odin. All and the mother. problem. And the mother. She was a, a witch. Yes. Imagine telling that story around Christmas. Yeah, your sister uh, went crazy, so I locked her up. <laughs> she killed for me, but she started liking it too much. So I mean, uh, you know, I had her out I had here. To, I had to put her away. Looting and killing and pillaging and raping. And then and she, she just got a little bloodthirsty. <laughs> That raping got a little too too exciting to her. So, yeah. Once once again, now in this particular case, it was three kids, and once again, that middle one, <laughs> that middle one, <laughs> that middle always one the middle that, one that's that busting middle, it open and killing people. Right, that oldest one, and Smart. that youngest one. It was a problem, but that middle Crazy. one, he pretty much knocked it out the park. <laughs> oh yeah. So, it, so it, it stands. I will. I like. I like to see what they're gonna do more with Thor. Like, if it's anything, I'm waiting like on this new saying. one. I mean, if it's anything like they love did and, with Endgame, Thunder. He, yeah. If it's anything like they did with uh, when he ends up with the Guardians and that whole when they're leaving together, the Asgardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm wait. I'm waiting on that tagline where they put Guardians of the Galaxy, but then somebody spray paints Asgardians. Asgard- yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like, I, I, I'm looking forward poster. to that. So yeah, because... I mean, anytime, anytime you have those two on the screen, he was like, "I'm the, I'm the pilot of the shit. I'm, I'm the leader of this ship." He was like, "You are, you are." And then he gives him the look, like, "It's okay." Oh, oh yeah, we all know who's the leader. <laughs> yeah, we know who the leader is. I think you guys should fight it out, knives only. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not necessary. We know who the leader is. Right. Oh my god, that say, that would make it so much fun. Like there's that part alone. Their their chemistry is pretty good. Yeah, that's why I'm waiting to see how this turns. I'm like, you have to touch on that. Like I'm waiting for that. Well, everybody, it's coming to the end of that show. Uh any parting shots, Darius? Um, stay tuned. We have a lot in the works. Oh yeah. Um. Coming down the pipeline next week is something. So be too. Stay tuned. Oh, yeah. That's a good that's like that in the business what we call a teaser, people. There it is. <laughs> no, but big things something. Big on, big thing. Big things happening for the big things are coming. Um we are enjoying what we do. Um it is a pleasure to do it. But put your mask on because I want to start doing stuff outside without having to look like Darth Vader. You know how hot those masks are? When you're like jumping in out of a work truck, like it is horrifying. Look, you like, know I feel like my is. whole face is about to start breaking out with little dots. It's gonna be weird looking. You know how hard it is to, with the with this voice and having a mask on, and they're like, it just muffles. It's not like Deadpool when they put mask on. <laughs> you guys not hear me? Like I'm standing right here. And I'm like, no, no, It's crazy. I gotta watch that now. I'm about to watch Deadpool too. Uh, don't my, give me any ideas. I, I love that movie. I can watch that. Go watch Deadpool 1 and 2, people, if you haven't. And uh, if they don't make Deadpool 3, we are making Deadpool 3. I put this out on Facebook. Um, no Deadpool 3. It's going to be a black Deadpool. So <laughs> prepare for that. Deadpool 3 coming to a hood. Oh, any, 
Any any part of the shots on Gawain? Well, um, I uh, saw that at one time he was talking about storm, um, uh, different colors of storm, and I thought that um, it doesn't matter um, what color storm is. They just have to be able to feel the shoes of the first storm. Exactly. If they can't feel the shoes of the first storm, then they shouldn't be on there you know, trying to play the part. All right. Long as she isn't. Um, well, everybody, uh, we're at the end of the show. I'm your host, Chris G. That was my co-host, Darius DC Chambers. You can check out Blurred's Eye View on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, anywhere you can listen to streaming podcasts, you can find us. You can also check us out on What The Stuff Podcast. Or if you don't have kids, it's what the shit, but you know. There it is. Um, you can also catch <laughs> you can also catch me on hosting us uh, uh, Nerds on Ice every Friday on Facebook Live at eight thirty. Just go under Circle of Nerds and look for Nerds on Ice. Uh, half hour of great goodness. We were the coolest nerds. Talk about the hottest topics. I'm your host Chris G. Darius DC Chambers. Blurred's Eye View out. Oh, check us out on YouTube. There's a lot of pages. We have videos. There you go. <laughs> Innovative. Right. Oh, and until that time, everybody, if you can't inspire yourself, inspire somebody else. Put your mask on so we can Put do your our damn jobs. Mask on. <laughs> and <laughs> empower yourself, empower others. Be nice to everybody. Do something good for yourself and your, and for others. And until then, now Blurred's Eye View is out. Oh, yeah. Before we do that, he had inspiration words. I just got to say, put your damn mask on. <laughs> Inspire that change. Make sure to listen to Blurred's Eye View with your host, Chris G, on any of your favorite outlets, including Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to visit our website at blackgamutentertainment.com and get the latest on news on our podcasts, giveaways, and contests. That's blackgamutentertainment, G-A-M-U-T, entertainment.com. And thank you for listening.